0: What we do here is go back, 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 back,
1: back, back, back. Yeah, that, 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 that would not be great. Hey, I've got a r- random question for you guys. Um, do you think Mark Davis's haircut is holding back the organization?
2: Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Mike McDonald, rocking it solo for a quick little introduction to our recap episode. We had the privilege of hopping on with Big Blue United uh, through the Pigskin Podcast Network. They are the ones who cover the New York football giants. And we got to chalk it up with them and uh, just talk about the game. Uh, Obviously, Rougher Monday recording for us than it was for them um, as a... They were on their Victory Monday tour, but we had a good conversation, really felt like we bonded pretty well with these guys because the Giants themselves, very similar to the Raiders over the years um, as far as being just a complete shit show of a team and organization. So they felt our pain. We felt theirs. During the time that we were talking, we made a lot of different parallels between uh, both organizations, both teams, you know things we've gone through as uh, fans of following those teams so it it was very fun um had a good time talking with them going over things so hope you guys enjoy that a little bit of news before we get you into that is as of recently the raiders have cut 2020 first round pick damon arnett if the name sounds familiar it's because he was drafted only seven spots after henry ruggs was drafted who recently cut as well. Um, so he had a few things pop up, few, let's just call them legal problems uh, that kind of surfaced recently that eventually, you know, led to him getting released. Everybody is very aware, I'm sure, of the recent Instagram live video that came out, him waving around a gun, telling someone they're going to kill him, being a complete idiot. A couple more things surfaced, uh, one being a lawsuit that is coming from a hit and run uh, incident that happened last year. Uh, apparently he was running late for a team meeting, changing lanes, ran into somebody on the freeway, bounced from the scene, told him they had a work thing to do, but one of his buddies stood behind to talk to the cops. Um, not a good look right now. She's suing him for $92,000 worth of damages throughout the whole thing, including physical damage. Another one popped up that stemmed from a Incident where he was at a resort, uh, went down to get his car from the valet, didn't have the valet ticket, um, so they wouldn't go get his car for him. So he continued to yell and berate the attendant and spit on him, threaten him, um, and just just went off on him um, until his girlfriend came back with the ticket that she found in their room that they had apparently misplaced. So there's a lot of, lot of crap going on with him right now. Um, it's probably a good thing that we cut ties with him He had been injury prone, wasn't living up to, you know, the hype of where we took him at and coming out of college, he had a lot of off the field issues, a lot of attitude issues, disciplinary issues like this too. So, um, unfortunately it's, it's one of those situations that you're not surprised and you got to just put your hand up and say, you know, we, we gambled on this and it, and it didn't work out. So I'm sure Andy would have a decent amount of input. We were not able to hop on together to get this done, but I figured I would touch on that because it's relevant. So Before we do get into that recap, uh, I wanted to let you guys know that this episode is brought to you by DraftKings. Football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can when you bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $1 on either team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum of $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: And now for something completely different. Uh, hey, guys. Welcome to the Big Blue United podcast. My name is TJ. I'm joined by my friends, Dan and Colin, as always. How you doing tonight, guys? Coming off a win. You feeling fresh or what? No. Right answer.
1: Um, well, you know, one more win towards uh, Gettleman and
0: Garrett sticking around.
3: So, you know, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I'm starting to feel Super Bowl vibes.
0: Oh, stop! Do this, guys. I mean, you know, I think the problem was that we got rid of Colt McCoy, and then if you saw the game that he put together last week, that was really impressive. That's really you, where what the problem is. Well, Do you think you Colt McCoy on?
3: could could throw for over 110 yards?
0: <laughs> you know, I don't think he had too many more <laughs> than that when, when they played the Seahawks last year, did he? It was maybe – it was more than 110, though. It was like around 120. So, the prayer circle, of course. Yeah, I was just oh, going to yeah. say, how was the prayer circle after that? I mean, with Tyler Murray out, he
1: had to lead it, obviously.
0: That should be more of the highlights they show rather than the game because I want to see how tight that circle is at the end. Yeah. It's important to me. <laughs> As always, guys, um, please uh, follow us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BigBlueUnited. Subscribe to uh, the Pigskin Podcast Network at the Net on Twitter and as always we're brought to you by DraftKings. So, uh more about the game. So obviously Giants win 23-16. Um I think we saw a little life from the defense, a little life from the running game. That being said, if we really want to like look at the stats of this game, Giants total yards 245 to 403. Passing yards Raider had 286 to the Giants 96, which I'm guessing is uh that subtraction from that Tony trick play. I, I don't know how that number got on ESPN's the, um, giving me different on the but box store here either way this is what i'm seeing right now they had 149 rush yards to the raiders 117 i think the more glaring thing is like the raiders had their turnovers um the defense kind of stepped up a little bit but that being said we have some guests today from uh our friends over at at take raider the take raider podcast on the pigskin podcast network micah and andy guys how you doing tonight
2: not too bad how are you guys
0: better than you obviously yeah, but yeah
4: yeah <laughs> yeah we're not doing great but thanks for having us i really want to talk about this right now
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <too>. <laughs> so you guys you can follow them at take raider on uh social media mike is at micah son 55 and andy is at underscore Andy Mac underscore two underscore did i get that all those underscores
2: maybe, maybe. There, Andy a Mac lot two to underscore yeah just oh, well, either way yeah. you can get yeah. them, you can get them at take
0: raiders so <laughs> I want to go back to what i said you know i thought more that the raiders kind of lost this game than the giants won this game and i know there's a lot of off the field drama going on recently with the raiders so you guys just want to give us your thoughts on you know that kind of dilemma and do you think that played into the game and what what do you think was the whole deal here
2: you can start micah Well, um, I think that it, you kind of hit it on the head with the Raiders. The Raiders kind of beat themselves in this game. Um, we saw our uh, rushing attack kind of get going um, better than it has been as of recently. Josh Jacobs looked really healthy. Um, you could kind of tell with the way he was cutting and stuff. He, he looked like he was 100% again. Um, but essentially, like we had to do previous games in wins and rely on Carr to win everything, he actually lost it for us this time, I feel like. So there was just a lot of different things lot of bad mistakes by him a lot of missed throws he missed waller in the end zone um just a lot of things went downhill uh for this game that i'd say on top of your guys's defense just you know winning the turnover battle and coming up clutch uh you know in the within the red zone and then you know when we were in uh um your guys's territory was um the biggest contributing factors in my opinion i think it's it's hard not to think that everything that went on with rugs you know was affecting people mentally that's still not an excuse still got a game to play or whatnot but it's you know that that thing that happened with the accident lady dying all that kind of stuff that type of stuff weighs on you i'm sure so whether it had anything to do with you know their focus or not possibly but when it came down to it they just car mainly was kind of where i put a lot of the blame on the, how this game panned out yeah i don't know man <clears throat> we um
4: I think the off the field stuff, obviously, I think it's more exhausting than, you know, than anything. Um, but that coupled with, you know, going on the East coast and it was going to be tough. <clears throat> we talked about it a little bit too, um, on our preview pod, but, um, you know, I watched the game, uh, the giants rant or Giants Rams giant's chiefs game, um, pretty thoroughly. And, and you could just tell they are giving the chiefs fits. I know the chiefs are having issues offensively. Um, but I do really respect. Um, You guys got some um, good players on defense and also the scheme for Patrick Graham, I believe is the D coordinator. Um, He's smart. He he plays it well. And you can look into the defensive rankings. That doesn't really tell the story. Um, There's a lot of garbage time yards or whatever, you know, so I thought they did a great job with us. Um, We've turned into more of an explosive offense. So they ran that, um, you know, cover two a lot and just said, Hey, you can take what you want. And in between, you can try to run the ball. And we did run the ball. Um, I think at one point Jacobs was 10 for 70 yards and then he got banged up. So he was looking healthy until he just wasn't like usual. So, um, when he left, you could tell it changed a little bit. Um, we pressed on some things. I think the red zone conversions or lack thereof conversions one for six in the red zone did play a part. So, um, and also you guys, it was timely pressure. Um, I think you could beat us with four. I think that was pretty known, but, um, I think Carr, you could tell he was pressing a little bit. And for instance, on that, Xavier McKinney pick six, um, he just stared at him. He stared at Zay Jones the whole time. So yeah, there's a double move where you look at him and you pump, but he usually works off of it to the left and then gets back. Right. I think you could tell it was just, that was pressure based that he didn't do that. And, and McKinney was playing single high. They weren't running the cover two, but McKinney's playing single, single high and he just read the whole thing. So it was pretty easy for him, but I was talking to Micah, um, and i'm like dude even one look even on, on that play one look to the left that just freezes him for a second that could have been the difference in, in the play but once that happened you could tell the momentum kind of swung um not saying this in a rude way we we are obviously a better team than you guys right now um don't worry yes. we've we've been on the opposite <laughs> end more more times than not but it was one of those things where you even get down to it to the you know one of the last plays in the red zone where a car fumbles you're i'm just like why how we don't even deserve to be in this game right now you know but <laughs> um no they they lost the game and but i mean hats off to the giants like you could look at the box score with daniel jones i have my thoughts on him but you ran the ball effectively you're welcome for reestablishing establishing booker's career so <laughs> um but no Only i have to
0: w- pay him just a little extra apparently yeah
4: <laughs> yeah maybe a little bit but no it was one of those things man where it you for the raiders they usually have more than most teams but it was just one of those games you're just like they they're not ready to play you know there's i think the defense did as good as they could um, but you could just tell that they they just didn't show up. So, hats off to you guys. It's victory
0: Monday for you guys. So, that's how it goes. It'll never be victory Monday as long as Dave Gettleman <laughs> is the GM of this team and Jason Garrett <laughs> is the offensive coordinator. So, I mean, yeah, like I I, I think we could sit here and talk about the Giants defense. We could talk about, you know, Quincy Roche and Xavier McKinney and, and Aziz Ulajari and, you know, even Leonard Williams had plays, James Bradbury had plays. You know, the defense looked good and exactly they're they going back to this, bend, don't break really keeping the Raiders, you know, to those field goal throwing those three field goals in the red zone. I mean, it reminded me last year, the Giants had such a clutch red zone defense. And it really like, I don't know, for me, it, this sort of seemed like between this week and last week that the Giants defense is really starting to return to last year's form. It, It took nine games, eight games, you know, that's not ideal, but the offense, you know, the running game is great. I'm glad. I'm glad it worked out this week. I think Dan's really thrilled because it once again shows that running backs don't matter. That being said, you know, Colin, Dan, tell, tell me what you guys thought. I mean, I want to hear your thoughts mostly on, on Garrett. I mean, we can, you know, we talk about the defense and, and we saw what they can do, but I think Garrett and, and the passing game is really a deficiency here and, and why I'm not, you know, so happy on the victory Monday as I think we should be. What do you think, Dan? Yeah,
3: I mean, quickly, the, the defense, I, I think, you know, it, it's hard to explain what happened in this game. Like like we pointed out, uh, the offensive stats on the Raiders' side are, are quite dominant in compar- uh, comparison to what the Giants put up. But um, I think there's been a, an effort to sort of simplify the defense and play to the, the, the our defensive players' strengths. Um, and that, that's paying out dividends. I think they're able to fly around more and be a little bit more loose. Um, and and guys are getting after the quarterback a little bit more, whether that's a Quincy Roche or a factor or or just, you know, more experience for a lot of the young guys on the team. Um, But I I think we might be seeing them sort of form into what people expected them should have been been at the onset of the season, which is also concerning because why weren't they prepared um, or in in this sort of shape to begin with? But it's positive nonetheless. The offense, on the other hand, um, sort of played – you know, again, like not to lose, we, we had 20 pass attempts again, we threw for 110 yards um, playing ultra conservatively. I I believe after like the first drive we ran on every first down Um, it's, it's just not taking advantage of the situations that are put in front of you and, and playing a very predictable vanilla brand of offense. And none of that's really new. I think we saw a few games ago, Garrett call a relatively creative game for his you know, uh, resume or, or his, uh, you know, way of going about it, but, but he's just really doesn't have much. I think he dials up a few gadget plays and wants to throw them in um, to sort of like cloak the fact that he, he is not a very creative coordinator and doesn't know how to best utilize his players. Why did Kadarius Tony get one target? And, and why did he, Why what, what are we doing here? He's, he's obviously the, the most talented player or most dynamic player in the offense, why, why are we not giving him the ball as much as possible if he's healthy? Um,
0: if he gets hurt catching a pass, how's he going to run trick plays?
3: Yeah, or how's he going to return punts, right? Uh, a
0: um, <laughs> it's
3: it's just it's hard to analyze because there, there's real no good reason for you know why the offense is running this way other than uh, either Joe Judge doesn't have the know-how to, to go to challenge Garrett or he, he's not empowered to do so. So I, to me, I think there's something underlying it. I think we're starting to see that there are talented players in the offense, despite the offensive line. I think Daniel Jones, you know, I don't like him a ton, but I think he's way better than he's been playing. And I think he's being hamstrung by this sort of ultra conservative pass for, I think we had like three, uh, uh, you know, average, uh, pass attempt was like 3.8 yards. Yeah. Um, it's it's just and i continue to throw short of the first down regularly it's it's just sort of insane um i don't know that was a big ramble but uh, Tom, Do you have anything more cogent to add well to i make? mean the,
1: the, the first thing before you before you touched on it anyway i was just like i was thinking watching it would be like wow it'd be really cool if we like drafted a, a wide receiver in the first round and we, and we like used him as a wide receiver and and you know, actually threw it to him and, and didn't sit him on the sideline while trying to throw to like big slow tight ends that are that have no yak in them whatsoever. Uh, you think
3: that's like, trying to like teach him a lesson for how he tweets, or you know, uh,
1: you know what that you you, you give me that might have come right from the top. That might be a yeah. John Mara
0: special. You know, let's sit let him, let him down for a let's throw him games.
3: once be, until he learns better tweet etiquette.
0: That's, and totally, that's, was, that's was honestly, like, not to, even totally – it's totally believable. It's, yeah. like, not even a joke.
3: <laughs> so, thank you, Raiders, for, for the Henry Ruggs thing, which got Kadarius 21 <laughs> yeah. past this game.
4: Well, and if Tony needs funny. any – if Kadarius needs any advice on tweets, he can reach out to Damon Arnett. Um, yeah. Cool. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, boy, yeah.
0: Wow, I saw a tweet today. Uh, the Raiders 2020 draft class. That's a rough one. Very yeah, rough, out. yeah. Yeah, there's yep. like three dudes left, and two of them are backups, or one, one of them is a starter. I, I don't know exactly the tweet I saw, but yeah, yeah,
2: one of them, Brian Edwards, the third round receiver we drafted, yeah. who's got promise, um, but yeah. uh, and has been doing decent. And then uh, John Simpson's a backup guard, and Meek Robinson is uh, was a healthy scratch on Sunday. Mm. So
0: you want to know what you want to know what, what this tweet was? It was actually uh, Ian who, who runs the Twitter for Big Blue United, tweeting this draft is almost as bad as a Dave Gettleman one. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> feeling
2: the pain.
0: Yeah, if, if I, I, I want to just jump in and, and just get my thoughts on the offense today, it, it was confusing to me. So the first drive they came out and they haven't used Ingram, Evan Ingram right all year. And he can't, you know, really make a lot of plays, but he is athletic. He is a dynamic play playmaker. If you, not that he's going to catch the ball, but whatever he can get over. <laughs> he can do so, everything <laughs> but catch yeah. or block. So he, they throw a deep ball to him and he, you know, gets over, over the defender and makes a great play. Awesome. They threw the ball downfield. The rest of the game, they threw the ball downfield zero, except I think to Galladay for two contested catches. And the first incompletions Joan had the entire game was in four minutes left in the third quarter. So why are you just running this dink and dunk BS? And then I get Devonte Booker was having a good game. And this is like Garrett's like, wet dream is to run this ball control offense <laughs> where they're not throwing the ball down the field. But it's like the first drive, that you had you showed that you could do it, but then chose to just not really try again. And I don't like what is wrong with this guy? I, I think he's that
1: there's he's just terrified of our terrible tackles, which frankly is understandable because they're god awful. And they the were whole pushing game,
0: people around in the run game.
1: Well, but that was part of it that was actually the strategy. The strategy was to not have that five to seven step drop and let those those two ends get at the quarterback it was getting the ball out of his Jones's hand as quick as possible and run the ball all day long and then you see Booker have his uh 102 yard game whatever it ended up being with 23 uh yards receiving I mean which by the way I didn't realize how low key he was there the video of him getting the game ball after the game He's so bored. He sounds so <laughs> bored. Is that what he's just like? Uh, everyone's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're rah, rah, rah. Say some cool words. What, what, what's good? What, what are we going to do? Say some cool words. Like, uh, yeah, we're going to go into the bye week and we're going to do it again when we come back out. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, say it from your chest. He's just like, go Giants.
0: I'm just curious, though, <laughs> without these turnovers, yeah. does Garrett's game plan change at all? Like, do you look at the passing numbers? Like, Tony had one catch. Gallaudet had two catches. Slayton had zero catches. I mean, uh, you know, you get the pick six and, and, and you get the fumble recovery and you get another interception. It's like, it's is that just it? Now now we're just going to run the ball and, and be boring and have no dy- dynamic, nothing dynamic running on offense. Like, I'm so confused. Dad, do you think that scenario changes without that pick six or you think the Giants just lose this game? Because I mean, they, you, just, they you, probably just lose this game, right?
3: Yeah. You'd like to think so, but uh, I, I, I have my doubts. I mean, I was just looking back at the schedule. The last time we scored more than two touchdowns in the game was against the Saints in week four. I mean, that's, in, that's really bad. That's like, that's an anemic offense. That's, that's an offense that can't score and, and certain And certainly isn't going to be able to do it against um, any team that's halfway decent. I mean, the the Raiders I I still think should have won this game and we scored one touchdown and we had that 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 interception the the pick six and then Graham Gano got busy I mean you you are only going to win by default playing an offense like that and hey nothing don't
1: McKinney stepping it up big time yeah he had a great game so that was cool
3: I know but I want to know what I'm interested in, in in sort of you know the outsider's point of view of this Giants team I think my perception is everyone thinks the giants is trash, which is probably the right uh, analysis, but well, what do you guys, do you guys see any strengths in this team that are, that are notable or anything that, you know, if you were had a say in the organization you would build around?
4: Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, I, <clears throat> I'm just laughing because I, it, it's so spot on with what you guys are saying. And also I felt this way about the Raiders for so many years. Um, but I think you look at it, right. I mean, I'm not given you guys probably don't want any outs, but, Saquon's always up and down, whether he's healthy or not. Um, and then you got obviously Galladay, who's been hasn't really met the uh, potential or really the the price of admission for his contract that he got. So um, you you have that, and then you have this Daniel Jones um, progression that you're trying to work through, and and you've seen his ups and downs and trying to identify his strengths. And then you have to figure out, you know, <clears throat> whenever I we're we're pretty used to underutilizing players, um, so. If you look at Kadarius Tony, it's it's that Percy Harbin type role. Um, yeah. But it, but then you look, okay, what's, pre, what's present day? That would be like a Debo, um, Debo Samuel or Brandon I So that type of role. So then you're like, okay, how can we take – it's a copycat league. So how can we take yeah. some of this stuff from these guys and utilize them? But who knows what it is behind the scenes. Um, maybe it is the tweet that is is getting him less targets. <laughs> but um, I, I get the frustrations because we, we – were pretty vanilla probably the first half of Derek Carr's career as well. And that had something to do with Carr. It had something to do with the weapons around him. And um, so I, I, I get that sentiment. But really, if, if we did open it up and actually scored a couple touchdowns in the red zone, that we end up flipping like you guys schematically on defense where it's not the cover two. Gus Bradley runs that Seattle scheme, that kind of cover, cover three zone. But that's yeah. when we get really soft. So I think if anything, I don't know if it would change. I don't know if we give it to you. Um, which has been why we've hung on in one games for Bradley when before we're actually winning. And um, Paul Gunther's like, we're sending nine right now. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, Well, here's a touchdown over the top. So um yeah, I get the frustrations. Um I've I don't know why. I just realized this, but I drafted Evan Ingram like every year in fantasy for no I just like him and he's just either underutilized or terrible or both. I'm not exactly sure, but um yeah, probably both. <laughs> we would
0: <laughs> happily trade tight ends with you guys in a heartbeat.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's um but no him Evan and Evan and I broke up this year. I didn't draft him, but I drafted Saquon and you know there we uh, go. So uh, hey,
0: what do you
1: got? what's your guy's view on carr in general? How does he make you feel as, as your quarterback?
2: Go ahead, Mike. Well, um I, I really like carr. Um and I've always I've always felt like he's always been able to be a really good quarterback and a, a top quarterback in the league because we've seen flashes of it, but we never saw any consistency of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would see a lot of things that just kind of uh, left you wanting more with him. And then there would be, you know, maybe some dumb decisions or some things that were questionable. Um, and and it's always – there has always been kind of the outside stuff of like we had the last-ranked defense for a lot of years, you know, and a very terrible defense. And, you know, even though he was doing – you know good he wasn't doing well enough because the defense sucked and then you know it was going through a lot of times where I mean Gruden was the first coach he had um, same coaching staff he had for more than three for three years or more every two years it was switching out and stuff like that so it was one of those things it was hard to be like all right you're the problem when there's so many you know revolving doors around everything and you know never really had a whole lot of weapons we had Cooper and Crabtree and you know you kind of saw how that season ended up being you know really well in 2016 so just one of those things where it's like I've always believed in him, but it's like you gotta do something sooner or later, like yeah, you know, elevate your game. And and with Gruden, he got better every single year. And so it was like you're starting to see um, you know, the fruit of his work and all that kind of stuff. It kind of coming to fruition, but is it you know coming fast enough? Is it happening quick enough? Type of thing. So I think seeing you know going into this year, he came out as hot as he did, um, was awesome because it's like, okay, we finally have weapons around him, you know. And I think this game proved pretty big um on on how important rugs was to our offense as well because we just didn't have anybody that you guys had to worry about going over the top and you know if anyone was going to do it it was a jones and we saw what happens when you telegraph a pass to him so <laughs> um but i i've, o- I've always liked car i've always been i mean i feel like me and Andy both can sit here and be like all right we're going to criticize you when you do bad and we're going to praise you when you do good and base it off of how you're doing um i've always been and we both have, are pretty um you know, on the positive side with things. I think I've been more on the like benefit of the doubt type of side with him, but I don't know. I like him. I think that he is a, a really good quarterback. I don't think that, I think there's a lot of things, you know, they talk about Gruden wanting to be bringing people in every single year, every off season, you know, he's not really his guy type of thing. And I think for so long, we just, you know, it would be so hard to get rid of him and bring something else in. That was going to be a better option type of thing too. So that was kind of just kind of rambled on forever about that. But no. I've always liked him. And I, I think that we are seeing him kind of, you know, come into, his, come into his own and play as that player that, you know, kind of always thought he could be. So
0: it's weird because based on what Gruden, you know, got fired for, you'd think that the te- car would be the type of guy that was his guy but well,
2: yeah you never know <laughs> wow all right you said no shots no i i, no, <laughs> I gave You're him gone. permission to, to hey, do no it, i know so. i'm kidding yeah, Not we'll, like we'll probably
0: it, have it, to take that that's... one out anyway this is no. this is supposed to be a
4: pg podcast no, okay. <laughs> i was I was, gonna, I was gonna ask i should ask before because i i can cuss a little bit here and there and i didn't want to ruin your content
0: so
3: Looking we don't want to zap you of your passion so we, we can we can always <laughs> post you know, put some beeps or horns in there. I've known
0: to, to say say a, a few words about Evan Ingram in my time on this podcast.
2: <laughs> blacking Sorry.
0: out. You know, I want to ask you guys one more thing, because I'm just looking kind of at the AFC West right now, and what a, like, open division this was. And I think it's kind of crazy with, you know, the Broncos, you know, basically dismantling the Cowboys this weekend, and you're kind of in, like, the opposite boat that we're in where, you know, pretty much the Cowboys have this division locked down, but you guys are like wide open right now. Do you, you know, with the chiefs reeling and everything and the chargers look good too, but you know, where do you guys see the Raiders ending up at the end of this year? Do you think like they're going to overcome kind of, you know, what happened last this weekend? Cause I still think the Raiders are a good team and I think Carr is a really good quarterback. So.
4: Thank you. That, that doesn't take away from your comment about Carr. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, um, no, I, th- I, I think it's, it's hilarious because if you had asked us like, Hey, if you know after week what you're you're five and three after week eight or nine um the division's wide open would you take it like yeah but it's like uncharted waters where you're just like we shouldn't be here what's happening the chiefs are usually 10 and zero or you know eight and zero at this point so it is it is interesting it just um but i think it's good because in a sense it 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 allows you to outside of their performance this last week it's every game is so important you know sometimes it's like man you could have a good season and even though we haven't. Um, But the Chiefs are just going to take it, you know. Um, So I think it's it it makes it good and competitive, but also like look at our I mean, really our next slate of games. It's the Chiefs at home Sunday night, You got the Bengals at home going on the road to the Cowboys. Hopefully we can beat those guys for you. Um, And then also, you know, it it just gets tougher and tougher. So every game is going to be a battle and it's it's exhausting. I wish the Broncos could just Be the Broncos because they're they're not the team that played Sunday. I don't care what the score was. They are not that team. So, Um, and then you factor in the Chargers and they can get hot at any moment. So, there's no. I don't. I don't even think I answered your question. I'm just like I don't know.
0: No, you kind of (laughs) did because because I kind of were just really just wanted to hear. You know, it's exhausting to like you Mm -hmm. know be in a situation where anything could happen because the three of us have just you know we were we were seasons over three weeks ago. So we've just been sitting back and Mm showing and watching what's going on around us more than anything else. I feel like,
4: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's just classic. Right. Because it's like, Hey, five and three is good right now. Right. Yeah. And then you're like, Ooh, when like, it's like, okay, Gruden, it, you know, has to resign. And then it's like two big wins. Everyone's like, nice rugs happens. Right. It's yeah. like, every time it's like we take two steps forward and then like 18 steps backwards. So they can't help themselves. And that's basically what showed on Sunday is, is even though they didn't have a ton of penalties are bad penalties, there are timely penalties and timely turnovers that is a difference in the game so i don't know that the raiders aren't familiar with winning and so they're as you can tell they're trying to figure it out um but
2: we talked about on our on our uh, preview podcast how a big win here would be great for us going into chiefs week so of course they were going to lose and just send this into a tailspin um because we had such a great bye week, such a great bye. Week. The Chargers <laughs> lost and we were like in first place in AFC West. We didn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Bye weeks are always a great week because you're not losing a game. Right. Yeah. But we also moved into first place and it was so many good things going for us. Hold my beer. Let me just, yeah. yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah that- <laughs> so it's going to be interesting. I, I think that uh, I, I definitely never thought that the division would be in this spot that it's at where it's kind of like set up for grabs, but um, I feel like, the next couple of weeks are going to be a big indication on whether we're going to be able to um, kind of bounce back from all this stuff and stay in the hunt with everything. Um, Cause we very well could see the season just spiral completely down here, downhill from here. So.
0: I mean, if you guys have the Chiefs next, you know they are well, not making any noise. So
4: no, but see, that's the problem, TJ. Yes. Okay, it's—it's like
0: hey, <laughs> that's guys, the kind of thinking that's not good, Chiefs, right? Chiefs, no, well, it's just like the Chiefs are off this year. The
4: offense isn't getting into a rhythm. They're going to put up 57 on us on Sunday night. I guarantee it. Like, it's just they're like, this is our slump buster. Okay, uh, great. You know, it's like guess
2: who needs a bounce back? Get
0: right game. You got the get right game. We just we also game. got the got get right game apparently, but they hey, didn't well, really they, get they right. Didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had like no. an extensive talk about the get right game dan and i went at it for a minute but uh yeah i mean that'll be the every chiefs game till the end of the season and they'll probably lose the last game they're like well they'll get right week one next year yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah right.
4: whatever well I, I have a question if you guys don't mind me hijacking this is um yeah, thoughts on daniel jones um i i know that Carr and jones are different pl- players with different strengths but it it reminds me of Carr in a sense early on where it's just like he's just, he's so wound up at times. And, you know, maybe sometimes too mental in a sense where he's just like, I'm just going to check down I'm just going to throw it away and, you know, not do those, you know, extending play because he is athletic and he can use his legs and car um, underutilized his, his athleticism early on too. And I think Jones is even more athletic, but what's your guys take on, on Daniel Jones? I
3: wow. think that's an interesting parallel. I think both players, you know, looking at cars, big early years and first handful of seasons, like you guys said, had had flashes like of what could be and if he was in the right situation, how he could really excel and and I think we get the same thing with Daniel jones that there's tantalizing talent to a certain extent and his size and and his uh you know deep ball when they let him throw it. But he's where we you know we're constantly wondering if he if his ceiling is you know the fifteenth best best quarterback in the NFL. i to me, that's where I think you know his ceiling is, which. In today's NFL, is, is probably not enough to get you over the hump unless you have an elite, an elite defense and and a really good coach
1: and an offensive line. <laughs> well,
3: <laughs> that'd be good to have like a single offensive lineman in, in like in the top half of their position. Um, but it, it, the the thing that we always come back to, uh, at least on our pod, is it, it's almost impossible to evaluate, at least in our, our view, evaluate Daniel Jones because of the offensive line and because of all the injuries plaguing our skill positions. We never, he never has a uh, full set of players that he should, or, or people that he practiced with all summer. So that might be an excuse to, to sort of say, we don't really know, but I mean, I think he's a solid player. I think he, he'll put his body on the line. He, he's, he's shown that uh, this season with a, a few of those plays, uh, just, just going for the, the catches and, and the diving and that, that insane concussion, but you know, push comes to shove. I don't think he's, he's going to, the quarterback that I want to lead the team for the next 10 years, I think we will be in in a quarterback purgatory exact thing. Dave Gettleman wanted to avoid. What about you, Kyle?
1: I mean, I, I, as the, I think of the three of us, I've been historically more of the positive leaning fan Uh, closer to Homerism. At least I was in the past. Uh, They've broken me down though. Uh, as an organization. So I, I'm, I'm less so like my younger self. I think he has all the talent in the world and the smarts to do it. And to echo what Dan said, he's it, just not given the opportunity to actually showcase it. When you're hamstrung and shot in the foot by your own GM and coaching staff, it's really hard to do much. I mean, you can have players in the league, a quarterback to take their entire team and put them on their back. And he tries to do it game in game out but he's almost fighting two different teams while he's trying to do it. Yes. And when that's the case, you're, you're, it's an uphill battle. And I just, I hate the idea. Uh, The nightmare scenario is we eventually move on from him. He goes to another team and he rips it up. (laughs) That's, that's what's going to happen. And it's going to be, it's going to be awful. It's either that, or he's just going to burn out and just be the next uh, Dave Brown, I guess. Although he's better than Dave Brown, Dave Brown was yeah. not good. So <laughs> really not good. Yeah, but I mean both do quarterbacks, so that's that's the correlation there. But yeah, I, I like him and I I want him to do well, but I, I just don't know if he's in the spot to do it. Uh, TJ, anything to add there?
0: Um, honestly, I feel like I'm a bit hotter on Jones than than you guys are, and and I think when you guys were sort of talking about Carr and earlier in a career, it really kind of got me thinking about Jones in some of the same ways I know Colin and and, and, uh, Dan just sort of talked about how hard it is to evaluate someone when you're changing coordinators and your coordinator is bad your coaching staff is bad you don't have your weapons you get your injuries so for me I just appreciate how hard he plays and and I think he has the arm talent he has the ball placement he can be athletic he can move the pocket he can run the ball I mean for me he kind of could do a lot of things that a lot of quarterbacks you know the upper echelon quarterbacks can do I think Again, he also like elevates players around him, which is something for me that is important for a quarterback, a quality for a quarterback to have more than a lot of other things. So I would just love to see him, you know, have a competent starting offensive line. And, and, you know, I I saw one of my one of my favorite guys on Twitter, Bobby Skinner, today say that, you know, Andrew Thomas is going to come back and save Jason Garrett's job. (laughs) Andrew Thomas was playing lights up before he was gone. So, I mean, I think, you know, if, if he comes back and can solidify the line and and they, I I think that Jones can, you know, has a higher ceiling than a lot of people think he does. I know Dan and I sort of settled on that 15 number, but I want to be wrong on that Um, so bad, but I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I think he's going to be the starter for a long time or, or in the future, but I do think he's at least earned that fifth year extension to yeah. see what happens. And, and I'm hoping that, you know, and I think we're all hoping that the giants sort of get their head out of their proverbial Keister in terms of Easter. the front office. <laughs> oh, what do you want me to say? I love it. Um, <laughs> um, it's,
1: it's an underrated term. I like it. Absolutely
4: you know, <laughs> and underrated term.
0: No they, and, and they can, you know, get some, get some solid people to support him in terms of the play calling and in terms of the offensive line. And, and I think the weapons are there. I think the defense looks good. So it's all a matter of the coaching and the front office at this point for him. And if he succeeds and Colin's probably right. It probably won't get any of those things and then move on and, uh, you know, take over for Sam Darnold on the Panthers in two years and have a better career.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. That, that, that would, that would not be great. Hey, I've got a r- random question for you guys. Um, do you think Mark Davis's haircut is holding back the organization?
4: <laughs> no, number one. Yes. Sorry. I have to tell you guys, it's because you brought it up. I went to, uh, my wife and I went to a wedding on Saturday of good old, good family friends. So we get up there and we sit down and the officiant, nice gentleman, right? His haircut was the same. And I was just I and we're celebrating love, right? And people are getting married. <laughs> and I was just like, I can't not think of this. And I just kept laughing. And my wife's like, you gotta stop laughing. I'm like, I can't. Mark Davis. Mark Davis That's is officiating fantastic. this way. So but yes, I think his haircut is. Uh, he's like one of the, the biggest
1: characters in the league. Uh, we, uh, TJ and I's college buddy thread, we, we discuss him all the time because we have a good friend who's a Raiders fan as well. So we're always riffing on on, on Mark Davis left and right because he's just, he's an outsized character. It's wild. I mean, th- does he still drive that van around?
3: Yeah, dude.
0: I like him as a person, I feel like. <laughs> I'm not sure you can like a billionaire. I don't know. He seems all right.
2: Not a billionaire. Not a billionaire. We were, uh, me and my wife were watching the game one time and she's, she follows the Raiders because I'm a Raiders fan, right? And we're watching it, and they showed Mark Davis. She's like, Oh my God, who is that? And I'm like, That's the guy that owns the Raiders. She's like, He owns the team. <laughs> yeah. You're just looking at him, you're just like, yeah, That just, that, those thing, those two things should not correlate together. But yeah, that, between that and, and the PF Changs, um, he is one hell of a character. So
0: he looks like a cartoon
4: character. <laughs> yeah. like, he doesn't even look like he's human.
2: You're just like, You see the picture of him in his,
4: freaking Raiders gear in the backpack like, like yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There, wait, what was it? There was a meme. I, I I saw it. It was um what was it? Uh he looks like a little kid that if if he doesn't if he doesn't crap himself all day he'll get a happy meal at the end of it.
4: <laughs> it's yeah it's it's insane. Um
3: it's just that complexion that he has to pair that with like oh, exclusively white
2: uh like all like, white jumpsuit like,
3: is it's just so Crazy and
4: scary. You yeah.
2: almost have to like respect it that he just wants to rock the all <laughs> oh, yeah. white jumpsuit all the time, just like dripping with swag. Yeah,
0: yeah. I know, yeah. I know he's I just old, respect but that he... you can look at yourself in the mirror and leave the house every day and be like, I, "Yeah, this is how I'm going to present myself to society. Like, this is good."
4: It's a next level confidence level, you know, that that guy has. So it's 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 amazing and fascinating, but also so Raiders where you're like, "Can you just be cool for once? Can we just not <laughs> always, you know, just generate." This type of content, but it's life. It's the life we live on the West Coast. You guys represented on the East Coast, so thanks for your service there.
3: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we're like the anti-Raiders team, but and bad in all the other ways of being ultra conservative and ultra old school and ultra just boring.
0: Now, Dan, Dan, don't get don't get too crazy now because at three and six through nine (laughs) games, this is the best record the Giants have had since 2016 and the best of the Dave Gettleman era. So better get better crazy. (laughs) Is this good?
4: Yeah, don't let don't let the Giants get hot, guys.
0: Watch uh out. you know that I, I have a couple more. I meant to do it is is this good, but um I'm gonna do it real quick. Uh NFL low 41 TD since start of 2020. Is this good? No. <laughs> Only team in the NFL not to score 30 points since the start of the 2020 season. Is this good? <laughs> also, Mark Davis's haircut, is this good? Yes. Yes, yes actually <laughs> yes. we've proved Perfect.
3: that it is
4: good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so bad that it's good. Oh yeah. yeah. Marcus Golden has nine sacks through nine games. Is that good? <laughs> Killing oh my me. God. Um, <laughs> anything else to add tonight, guys, or, or are we good? I
3: don't know. Uh, oh, I have one one idea.
0: Yeah. No.
3: I I thought it'd be cool to find out from the Raiders guys if they could steal a player from the Giants, who would it be and who would we steal from them, uh, you know, to, to make each of our teams better in, in one way or the other. And maybe it doesn't have to be a player, just someone that represents – that team it could be a coach it could be an owner um i don't know
4: uh can we assume they're healthy
3: yes. yeah
4: yeah okay we'll say one just yeah. when, when healthy but that's that's no fun for anyone playing that game so mikey you can you can jump in and i'll, I'll think of mine
3: oh um well that's i'll give hard. you the saquon for free man you could just take them
0: <laughs> thank
4: you yeah that's good
0: cool. <laughs> who's your backup running back just trade straight up <laughs> a kenyan drake no yeah Kenyon drake, you want yeah. you
4: want kenyan drake or jalen richard I mean, I think
3: I think Saquon's played 21 of of 62 games. So. Oh, Dan, I
0: have a stat for that too. So DeVonte Booker had 10 rushes of 5 yards or more against the Raiders. Saquon has 16 all season. Sick. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Um I would say I'll, I'll throw it out there and say that I would um I would like us to have uh, Aziz cuz I was kind of big on yeah. him coming out of college. Um and he's obviously, you know, he's doing well for you guys and and um just I don't know, man. We just, me and him do a lot. Of, we did a lot of draft coverage and stuff like that and just like college coverage and um, combine stuff. And you just kind of fall in love with these guys. And then, you you know, the Raiders, of course, don't ever take them. And then they go and they do well other places. And you're just like, fuck, man. Like, I, be nice. Sorry. That's
0: my right. bad. We'll That's uh, a <laughs> um,
2: just be nice to, you know, have someone like that um, and ha- have, have a young threat on the outside like that too. So uh, that would be my... <laughs>
3: I, I would love to see your guys' faces in the past few uh, first rounds where, where the Ra- Raiders have classically reached for, for every guy they take in the first
2: round. Mm-hmm. I always uh,
1: remember uh, Darius Hayward Bay is just pure speed. And that
0: was the. Uh, can't teach speed, Colin. Can't teach speed.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that well, was if, you,
4: good. If, if you guys like good stories, I have one about Darius Hayward Bay. <laughs> Please. Well, let's hear it. Okay. Um, yeah. So we're diehard Raider fans, watch the draft every year. Um, the year we drafted Hayward Bay, um, I, the girlfriend at the time, not my wife, um, I had made a terrible decision and had to go do something else. That's not important, even though we, cause you guys can make fun of me for it. So I'm not going to give you that, but so I had to do <laughs> something like that. And then I was texting Micah and I was like, Hey, let me know when we're close to being on the clock. And I ditched that event, whatever it was. Micah picks me up in his truck, takes me to the house. Just for me to see them take Darius Hayward Bay. And then I just walked right out the door. <laughs> it was like, it was like, I'm going to be in trouble over here. And I'm pissed off over here is to lose, lose. So yeah. um, we got some Colin, draft has a, stories. Colin
0: has a good tradition during the draft. When he, when he, we, we mentioned this in the pod many times, but uh, we'll tell you that if he hates the pick, he just falls asleep and we call it a hate nap. <laughs> yeah, It's a very important part of the yeah. uh, I mean, Giants fandom.
1: To do it though, you have to be like uh, at least 12 barley pops deep. For it to like really take. I
4: don't That's, know what that yeah. is, but it sounds good.
1: <laughs>
0: just, a, just a couple beers. Just beer. like.
2: just, okay, I was going to ask if that was just, your, just a, a beer for beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Couch sodas. Yeah. I, you know, I, what, I would, if I had to pick ahead. a player in the Raiders, you know, what I'm going to pick uh, Jonathan Hankins. That was mm. my pick. <laughs> <laughs> gonna bring him nice. back. Are you familiar no, no, with no. him? Um,
4: <laughs> we are.
3: For I real, Jonathan I'd probably pick
0: like like Yannick. Would you be my pick? I've always liked him and I wanted to be on the team and he wanted to be a giant too. So I think he'd be hyped to be a giant and uh giant C pass rushers, man. So that or Derek Carr, honestly, <laughs> there you go.
4: yeah.
1: I, 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 I'm weird and I like fullbacks. I take in
0: gold. Yeah.
2: Hell yeah. Love is Colton Miller good? Fans. Yes. He's not bad. <laughs> yeah. um, He's better than is...
0: anyone on our offensive line. So that's another yeah. pick too. Yeah.
4: Well, I mean, you know, we, we traded back with the Cardinals, let them take Josh Rosen just to take Kyler the next year, and then passed on Minka Fitzpatrick and Derwin James just for Colton Miller, who's a who's a mm. project coming out of Oregon. I see. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. remember
0: him getting drafted, but I didn't really hear too much. You don't really hear a lot of you know tackle business from other teams, especially not in you know across uh, the AFC or whatever it is.
2: He's a uh, he's at a point where it's just a sigh of relief that he wasn't a bust. That we're yeah. I got you, I got you. <laughs> That's where we're at right now. I feel that in a big way.
3: For me, I I mean, I I was non-jokingly would take Jonathan Hankins. I love that guy. Um, But I also, uh, as a draft guy, I don't know really know how he's playing this year, but I really liked uh, Trayvon Moore, uh, your your free safety coming out of college. I think – I'm not really sure how he's doing this season, but I think his stats and the way he played in college are are really promising. Hopefully he can pan out for you.
4: Yeah, he's played well. I mean, I think um, he got a lot on his plate pretty early on, so you saw kind of the the rookie struggles that they go through. Um, But – we we need that kind of you know single high free safety that that center fielder because I don't know if you guys know Jonathan Abram isn't it um, yeah. and also he's really good at missing tackles when quarterbacks scramble um, so uh, yeah we need a morrig I think he's he's grown a lot made some mistakes but he also got a lot put on his plate pretty early so yeah I like morrig yeah I, I would take Leonard Williams I like Leonard Williams I really like him uh, would you take that contract
2: though?
4: <laughs> that's the one. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, him, and, him and I would have a, you know, a come to Jesus moment. We just talk,
1: <laughs> a prayer circle, if you will.
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would just look at the market rate and just be like, "Do you think you're that?" Yeah, if Aaron do, Donald.
0: Yeah, I'll take Aaron Donald if he has. But, <laughs> but he's yeah, getting. Paid I think him, most so. people will. I think um, people would take Aaron Donald for the Leonard Williams money. <laughs> it's probably a similar contract. Obviously, I don't even know how much Gerald Donald makes, but how much more could he make than Leonard Williams is making right now? Probably not that yeah. much.
4: Sorry if you, if we need to cut, we can cut off. Um, But I was just thinking of, of Daniel Jones um, ceiling wise. Yeah. Tana Tannehill. Yeah. Maybe like that, you know, it's like, and, and you kind of, I mean, unless he just turns a new, you know, a new leaf then I don't think he's going to be the top end quarterbacks. Like you're saying like, Hey, hopefully he's top 15, but look how good Tannehill has been when obviously you have Derek Henry, who's a freak of nature, but if Saquon is healthy, there's a lot of ifs, right. But if Saquon's healthy and it's not the Daniel Jones show, off play action, obviously sure. competent weapons would be helpful, but I was just trying yeah. to think of it <laughs> You a have to run play floor.
3: action first. That would be a first You have step. to throw it further than five yards, right? <laughs> yeah. but that
0: thing, T- Tanny Hill really shows what happens when you take a guy who has a lot of talent and you put him on a team who has a lot of talent around him. And I think, you know, yeah. you'll, <laughs> Daniel, you'll, Jones. you'll see success. You know, I think we, we talked about this last week. I think you could, you know, put anybody as the Cowboys quarterback and they'd probably have more success than Anyone who's the Giants' quarterback, just by nature of how good their offensive line is, you know, yeah, yeah. it's all a supporting cast sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. I I, I hope we're all wrong about Jones. I, I do. I hope I hope he comes out and and takes strides and gets better when more of the playmakers yeah. in the offensive line come back healthy. I, on, a really, a on
3: a really stupid level, I I sort of don't even want Daniel Jones because I just want like a charismatic quarterback too. Daniel Jones is such a stick in the mud. Yeah, I want a quarterback that's going like, to a
4: wet blanket.
3: Oh, yeah, it's just so like Eli's Eli. Like, I think that's like his own brand, his own entity, but he wasn't too exciting. But he was sort of like funny in that sense. But Daniel Jones is truly like just like a, a shell of a human. He's like, it's like Patrick Bateman without like the killing spree. Um, <laughs> it's,
1: what a, wow. what, a
3: what a reference. Yeah, that's really, that's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Do
1: you, Being, do you like, think he likes Huey Lewis in the news as much? There's now? an
3: idea of Daniel Jones, but he simply isn't there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was I like the, the keister poll earlier. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. You, Bring guys, you uh, that
0: quality content. <laughs> that's right.
3: <laughs> we compared uh, Daniel Jones to a, a quarterback that was a wide receiver in college and then to, to Patrick Bateman. Perfect. Uh, yeah, that's great.
0: We did it. We've succeeded. All right. Uh, thank you guys for joining us tonight. Um, thank you to Micah and Andy for coming on again, guys, you can follow them at take Raider or the take Raider podcast. Make sure to check them out this week uh, and every week. And again, you can follow us at Big Blue United, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram follow the pigskin podcast network at the pigskin podnet on twitter and uh thanks for listening and thanks again guys for coming on
2: appreciate it thanks for having us on yeah thanks for having us guys that was fun